what's up everybody? This is Nikki Hines and you are listening to the Nikki Hines podcast. As you guys know, I talk a lot about failing forward. It's kind of my thing, right? I have the stickers, I have the t-shirts, I have the hoodies, all of which are available over in my shop, but enough shameless plugging. And yes, there will be a link below in the show notes in case you want to check this stuff out. And you can also head over to Instagram. I am at Bronx 787 and there is a link over in my bio there. But seriously, failing is it's not a bad thing. I do not view failure as a bad thing at all. It's a mistake, and there's air quotes going on there, on the road of learning. Many times it's just an error that needs to happen in order for you to gain clarity as you inch your way to the goals that you've set for yourself so that you can find success. It's only when you continue to make those same mistakes over and over and over that you begin to run into issues. And that biggest issue is that we miss the lesson that we need to learn. It's truly that simple. So you might be asking yourself, how can I avoid repeating this mistake? Well, I have a couple of tips for you guys today. So let's jump into them. My first tip is to ask yourself, what went wrong? You need to spend time reflecting on your mistakes so that you can gain clarity and you can start to take the next steps that I'm about to jump into. So that next step would be, what could I have done better? This ties directly into the reflecting that I just spoke about because you have to own your own shit. Again, another phrase of mine that I absolutely love. And yes, there is a sticker to go with that. You have to own your own shit here and you need to be honest about where you didn't give it your all. If you are not at a point where you are willing to do this, then you're not going to be ready to take the next step. And that next step is identifying what you can do differently next time. Because you need to be able to reflect upon what went wrong. And you need to be able to own your own shit about what you could have done better. You need to take ownership of your mistakes. And it's not until you do that that you can realize that you could do better and that you need to form a new plan because nine times out of 10, that's all it is. You need to reflect, you need to own up to what you did wrong and then make a new plan that attacks this stuff differently. So the key here is just to simply stop making the same exact mistake. And the only way that you could do that is through ownership. So now once you do these three things, you're ready to design your new plan of attack. And in order to do that, you're going to need to do three pretty simple things. So number one is establish behavior that replaces the behavior that didn't work the first time around. So if you're trying to avoid fast food, you're going to need to identify what your triggers are. Maybe it's designing a new route home that doesn't take you past that fast food restaurant that you fall victim to every single time. Um, Maybe it's self-reflecting instead of reaching for food. If you're an emotional eater, chances are it's stress or sadness or anger that is driving you to make the food choices that you're making. You need to establish a new behavior that breaks the mental cycle that you're stuck in. Nine times out of 10, we are on autopilot when it comes to these decisions. We feel 
sad or we feel stressed out and we have go-to foods that make us feel comfortable and like everything's going to be okay. We need to put a, a step in between there, something that breaks that thought connection between the way we feel and the foods that we reach for. And I'll touch upon different tricks that we can do to do that later on in this podcast. The second thing we need to do is be aware of the warning signs. Be mindful that when you're stressed out for work, you end up at the vending machine or Stress at work causes you to maybe have one too many drinks at home at night. Or if you go home, if you go directly home when you're tired after work, nine times out of 10, you don't make it to the gym. Be mindful of this stuff because that's how you you sit down and you're able to form this new plan that you need to make. And the last thing is, it's the easiest and the hardest at the same time. Be accountable. Be accountable to yourself. Find a friend to be accountable to or a spouse, a family member, or maybe it's someone on social media that you do daily check-ins with. Maybe you guys have similar goals. Maybe you're fighting the same demons when it comes to emotional eating or being really, really good at talking yourself out of going to the gym. Find comfort in getting uncomfortable with someone who understands what you're going through. So now these three steps and even, you know, the, the, the three items that I had mentioned prior, none of them are hard, but they do take a lot of work. And they're really the key that you need in order to build self-discipline. And self-discipline is another topic that I've touched on before. Um, over here on the podcast, on my very neglected blog, in some of the you know, micro blogs that I have done underneath my Instagram photos. Self-discipline is really key. And there's a few things that you need to keep in mind when you're strengthening your self-discipline. You have to practice being uncomfortable. We know that the comfort zone that you've been hiding in, it doesn't serve you, right? You're not happy there. You're comfortable because you know what to expect but you're not happy, chances are you're not happy with the way your clothes fit or the reflection in the mirror or the self-talk that you have with yourself, you're just not happy. It's why you're looking to make change. So it's time to push forward. Each time that you give in to your emotional eating or you don't go to the gym, you're reinforcing that habit that you're trying to break. And it's our job and it should be our goal here to take the power away from those bad habits and put it into new habits that are going to serve us better. With this comes a lot of talk about balance. You've heard me talk about balance before. Um, Balance, I think when I first started my quote unquote quest to find it looked just how, how you would picture it. You know, like maybe a big rock with a plank going across it and both sides are perfect. Um, that shit does not exist. It really doesn't. Um, to me, balance is really more of ebb and flow. It's being okay with the shit days as well as the really awesome days. Because in the end, it's the amount of shitty days and the amount of really good days that end up just balancing out as you start to navigate these, this new territory that you're going through to create this new life that you want for yourself. So 
With all of that and the self-discipline stuff comes another topic that I used to discuss a lot more, um, positive self-talk. I believe there is still a video over on my Instagram and my story highlights from probably a good two years ago, maybe even a little longer. Um, but I had did a video about positive self-talk and how if the things you are saying to yourself in your head, if you would never say that to another person's face, you have no business saying it to yourself. So positive self-talk is honestly, it's, it's a huge component of all of this. You must be your own biggest cheerleader as you take on this journey, but it's super important to remember that you also don't want to sugarcoat anything. You don't want to tell yourself it's, you know, that everything that you do is okay. You, you have to be honest with yourself. Um, constructive criticism here only, but no sugarcoating. Um, hopefully that makes sense to you guys. If it doesn't, please feel free to hit me up over on Instagram and I can explain this one a little bit more to you. Um, you also want to keep your eye on the prize. So, and by the prize, I mean your goal. I don't mean setting up food rewards for yourself and stuff like that, especially if you're looking to conquer emotional eating habits that you have. I highly, highly suggest that you do not set food goals for yourself. Um, make it something else, anything else, just not food. Um, but print these goals out that you have for yourself. And, and this is what I was talking about with breaking that, um, that, that process that we go through, you know, feel stressed out, reach for particular food. Um, if you have kids, which many of us do, and we all know that kids tend to have their own special little snack cabinet in the house. And let's just say that whenever you're particularly stressed out, you find yourself gravitating over to this cabinet. What I want you to do is put some post-it notes in that cabinet particularly on the bag of cookies or the bag of chips that you tip gravitate to. By doing that, it's going to give you something to think about. You're going to see the post-it note there with your goal on it and you're, it's going to force you to make a decision. Do I want to eat these chips because I'm stressed out? Or do I want to have these cookies because I'm stressed out? Or do I want to instead go for a walk or meditate? so that I can hit this goal that I've set for myself. And I've taken the time out to write on a post-it note to place on these cookies or chips because I knew this moment would happen. If you take the post-it note, crumple it up and throw it in the trash, I want you to go all the way back to step one, which is self-reflecting because I have a feeling that the goal that you set for yourself, it hasn't resonated deep enough within you. And if I'm gonna be quite frank right here, you're never gonna hit this goal. If you read this post-it note and you take the time to maybe meditate or take a walk or something and then you still end up back at those chips or those cookies, you know what? I want you to give yourself a little round of applause because you tried something new and it prompted you to take that extra time before you went back for those cookies or those chips. And that is a lesson, and that is small change. It just means that we need to work at it more. We didn't gain these emotional eating dependencies and stuff overnight. They've been there since we were kids for a lot of us, teenagers, young adults. 
it's gonna take time to kick these habits, but by putting these little steps, these little safety nets into place that can start to re-trigger and rewire the thought process that we have, like that that's the game-changing stuff. So one of the other things is really, um, I don't want you to be afraid to set restrictions for yourself. Restrictions are key in a lot of this. We are trying to break bad habits and set new habits for ourselves. So maybe a restriction that you put into place is if you don't do your workout the way you said you were going to, you don't get to watch Netflix that night. So no workout, no Netflix. Um, if you don't meditate the way you said you were going to because you've been stressed out about things, you don't get to scroll on Instagram. So again, no meditation, no scrolling social media. Maybe meal prep is the one thing that you've been trying really hard to work on because you got the workout thing down pat, it's the nutrition that you're struggling with. No meal prep, no fast food, or no takeout. You have to set yourself up in a way that meal prep becomes your saving grace, not the drive-through. So if you didn't meal prep, you don't get to go to the drive-through. Makes sense, right? So in summary, you need to be aware of where your energy should go so that you can be successful and you can hit those goals that you set for yourself. So these things that I'm about to go over are good uses of your time and energy. The biggest one being taking responsibility for your mistakes, also known as owning your own shit. Stop finding excuses as to why you couldn't make it to the gym or whose fault it was that you didn't make it to the gym or why meal prep didn't get done or you didn't meditate. Stop blaming everyone and everything else. It's time for you to look in the mirror and just own it. Own that you, nine times out of 10, are the cause of why you are not achieving your goals. That is the most powerful thing you could do stop blaming other people. The next thing that you could do that's a really good use of your time and energy, create a written plan. By putting your plan down on paper, it helps you to avoid repeating the same mistakes over and over again. There's a reason why if you've done any personal development before or even listened to personal development podcasts, a lot of people will tell you to write out your goals Writing out your goals, it strengthens the mental connection that you have to them and it makes you want to achieve them more. It makes them become more important. It makes them stand out in your mind. It's the same way how gratitude works. When you sit down and you write down 10 things that you are grateful for each and every day, it switches your mindset. It makes you focus on the good rather than the things that are going wrong. Same exact principles apply when it comes to your goals. Next, I would highly recommend spending time identifying what your triggers are and your warning signs are that cause these mistakes to happen. Again, it could be stress at work causes you to go to the vending machine. You're tired after a long day and you go home to change for the gym, which results in you sitting on the couch and you not leaving for the gym. So what can you do to change those things? Maybe it's keeping a healthy snack in your desk so that you don't feel that you need to go to the vending machine. Maybe it's bringing your gym clothes with you to work so you go straight to the gym 
and you take away the excuse and the opportunity to stay home. It's up to you to identify what these warning signs are and to form the plan that gets you through them. Practicing self-discipline is huge. That whole owning your shit, self-reflection, all of that stuff, it, it working on your, your positive self-talk instead of negative self-talk, all of this, it, it's defining when it comes to how successful you are at achieving your goals. Now, of course, just like there's things where you should put your energy, there's also areas where you shouldn't put your energy. And thankfully, it's a pretty short list of things. So first and foremost, I had already went over this, but to me, it's worth saying again, stop making excuses. Just stop it. Now, own your shit. It's your fault. No one else's fault. No one told you that you, you know, no one forced you and put a gun to your head and said, don't meal prep or don't go to the gym. These are choices that you made. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I had to face that pill a couple of years ago and swallow it when I gained back over 30 pounds. No one took my, my workouts away from me. Nobody put food in front of me that I shouldn't eat. I did it to myself. And that is a very difficult thing, but again, it's the thing and the realization that fueled me to take control again. And that's what you need to do. The next thing is don't be impulsive. You made a plan, you put a lot of thought into that plan, stick to the plan. Don't do things on the fly. Trust me here. A lot of thought went into the plan, stick with it. Until you make a mistake, then you reevaluate things and you start the process over again. Stop setting yourself up for failure. That's another big one. Uh, if you have never ran a day in your life, don't expect to run a marathon in six weeks. Set a goal for a 5K. That makes sense. If you set yourself up for failure, you're never going to understand what it's like to succeed. You can want to run a marathon. That's an awesome long-term goal, but you got to do the 5K first and then the 10K and then the half marathon. You work your way up in increments, celebrating each success along the way. That is the key. And then finally, Stop assuming that you won't succeed. Believe in yourself. If you have negative people around you, you gotta start changing the people that you surround yourself with. It goes into play with that positive self-talk. If you assume that you're not going to succeed, you're not. It's as simple as that. You have to believe that you can do it. And I'll tell you something, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. If you want it badly enough, and you're willing to fail and fail and fail and fail and continually try, you'll get there. It may take you time, but you'll get there. So these are the tips and the things that I have been focusing on a lot and reflecting on a lot over the weekend. Um, in my last podcast, I had mentioned how I've been struggling for the past year and there's been a lot of self-reflection and again, I'm owning my own shit. I am not perfect by any means. I don't want to be perfect. I just want to be the best version of myself that I can be. And these are the steps that I take in order to do that. It's how I've managed to keep over 100 pounds off for a decade. And I wanted to share these tips with you because I believe that you too can find the success that you want to on your health and weight loss journey. And 
Let's be honest, this stuff does not only apply to health and fitness, it applies to anything that you want it to apply to. So with that, I hope that you guys got value out of today's podcast. If you did and you were listening over on Spotify, please hit the share button and select Instagram stories. It will drop a photo of the podcast cover art right up into your stories along with a link so that your followers can enjoy my words of wisdom over here. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and wouldn't mind dropping a couple of stars my way, I would appreciate a rating. If you have a little extra time on your hands, you know, because of quarantine and you'd like to leave me a little feedback, a comment would be amazing over there as well. If you are stalking all the social media sources and want to share this over on Facebook as well, you can just copy and paste the link into your story update. So I appreciate you guys listening as always. I hope you have a great day and I will catch you on the next episode of the Nikki Hines podcast. Thank you.